We believe you have a story to share. For 2,000 years, humankind has believed in the power of story. In healthcare, we're finding ways to better heal those who are in front of us. Join us as we explore healing stories now. Well, I want to welcome everyone to another edition of Healing Stories, and it's my great privilege and honor to have Dr. Nima with us, uh, world-renowned, uh, someone who has developed the overview method and been a chiropractor for 15 years. Uh, as I have begun to get to know you, uh, you are a man who has tremendous energy and I know who loves to dance. So <laughs> one, of the, one of the first things uh, we asked all of our guests on the show is, Dr. Nima, can you just tell us who you are? Yeah, I'm, um, well, I'm soon to be husband. Next week, I get married. Uh, I'm soon to be father, having a child with my partner in October. So that's who I am. Uh, what What makes my heart sing is helping people transform their health by looking inside and shifting their relationships. <laughs> it's a really neat um, um, discovery that I made in my, it, it, actually I've been in practice for now 18 years, mm-hmm. uh, that, that people were really coming to see me for stress-related problems. And if I just got to know them a little bit more, what's stressing, the, stressing them out was their relationship challenges and work-related challenges and business-related challenges and personal issues that were caused by fractured relationships uh, from trauma that they had lived in, you know, that, that from childhood onwards that didn't actually start with them, that started long before uh, they were born through intergenerational trauma that gets passed down. And what makes my heart sing is showing people that they are a product of their intergenerational traumas and that healing happens when they turn inward and change the story. So as healing stories um, is so relevant to, to this is because what I do is I help people change the stories of their of their past victimhood states to um, to to empowering themselves and making uh, healthier choices and healing their fractured relationships. Uh, their lives completely change, and that's who I am. That's what makes my heart sing is actually teaching, being a facilitator for that that level of healing through nervous system regulation. It sounds so engaging in the whole self, not just uh, a part of it, but it's completing this whole story for us. And if someone's sitting here, as I know many are, or listening, uh, how do you begin to uh, bring it all together? How do you make yourself whole? As you say, I, I watched you as you go through and you move pictures and you align things. Uh, that, that seems to be a big part of who, who you are. How, how, do you, how do you align and make this, this whole organism of ourselves whole? Well, most of the times um, people reach out to me, they're in a state of kind of stress, agony, despair. There's some sort of a crisis happening. Uh, Usually it happens in the form of a relationship crisis uh, that either a separation, divorce, uh, impending divorce, kind of limbo, should I stay, should I go, Uh, an identity crisis um, when it comes to, you know, middle age type of thing, or a health crisis that kind of wakes us up, or even a financial crisis. Any one of these things have a gift of awakening us to, to 
from from where we were unconscious. So we've gone from an unconscious state to a conscious state. And the whole journey that we have on this planet for this short period of time is the realization of reclaiming our own personal authority over our lives. And it takes a crisis for us to look around and awaken to see that the first half of life, as Dr. James Hollis says, is a giant mistake. <laughs> we think that we're in control, but whether we're living to actually please mom and dad, according to all the rules and structures that were uh, kind of enforced upon us, or we are doing everything we can to completely rebel against those structures that were enforced upon us, we're still entangled within those structures. In other words, they have authority over us. And the gift of a crisis uh, is that it causes one to wake up, whether it's a health crisis and you've now been diagnosed with a chronic illness. It's like, whoa, okay, so who have I been? What have I been putting into my body? How have my relationships been? I'm facing this terminal illness. Okay, so who am I? What do I want to do? And these are the questions that crisis causes us to ask. And because we don't really think to ask when things are going really well. We're in an unconscious state. So how do we put all of this together is to help people reclaim their own personal authority. Once you're going through a transition, it causes a lot of uh, disorganization. It causes us to feel unhinged and uh, forces us to look and reorganize. And so uh, I, I love helping people reorganize. Uh, you first, basically, how do we do it? Well, the first, the, the, the way that we do it is by um, really understanding that you live your life through your nervous system. And unconsciously, because of the traumas that have been happening in your body, in your life, your body, no matter how much cognitive work you've done, gone to a counselor, gone to a psychologist, gone to a, um, a psychiatrist, and you've done kind of cognitive behavioral work on that, you still haven't addressed, likely, you still haven't addressed the fact that there is a younger self within you because of trauma that still feels unsafe. In other words, the world is not safe and I'm going to die is not something that we cognitively think about, but we, we feel in our bodies. And we've been so dissociated from feeling that the first step to healing is to go back and reconnect with those parts of us that don't feel safe and learn how to regulate the nervous system so that we can create that safety in the body. Because if we don't, it's kind of like you're being chased by a tiger and all of your hormones are out of whack, anxiety is high, you're not sleeping, your digestion is shot, your um, hormonal system is, is off, thyroid is off, um, you, your sex hormones aren't working properly. So you having all of these health issues and chronic illness, chronic pain sets in with those things. These are all just products of a nervous system that has been dysregulated. So the first step that we do to unpack all of that and get people back into their alignment is to teach them how to self-regulate their nervous system. 
Then the next thing we do is we make a list of all of the things that shouldn't have happened in your past, all of the things that you have resentments and regrets about, the things that you're beating yourself about, the things that you're carrying a lot of shame with, the things that you're holding on to resentment. Resentment is quite like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So it's wise for us to take all of these resentments that we've been burying aside and now start looking at them. Because these, you know, this is what we do with our clients is we get them to write down a list of all of their resentments and regrets. And through the work that we do with them over a period of time is we unpack them and we get them to make sense of their past. So you must learn how to make sense of those past traumas that you've encountered because your brain, in order for you to heal and in order for you to integrate it all together, must make sense of all of that. So the best place to begin to change your future is to go back back into your past and not talk about it endlessly as a victim, but to actually look and see not only the gifts of it and find out how it served you and how it was on the way, but also do behave um, body-based somatic methodologies that get you into the body and create safety for the younger part of you that you're carrying with you that still feels scared and the world is not safe. You must learn how to reparent that wounded inner child. And so that leads me to the third part, which is learning how to dance with that little dark passenger that's constantly saying, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not lovable. And that, which is that our ego, that part of us that's trying to keep us safe, we must learn how to become observers to it and separate ourselves from it rather than thinking that that is us. If you can't see it, you're going to be it. And so you got to learn how to change that story and be able to empathically communicate, which is the next step that we do, empathic communication with your younger self. And the last part is community and commitment because you can't heal in isolation. The one-on-one model with a doctor, the therapist, all of that, it's proven to be uh, incomplete. Uh, we got, we've got to go back to our roots, which is healing in tribes and communities and to start seeing communities come together. And so when you share in community what your experience was, I listen to you and I'm like, wow, I'm not alone. And that has that has a very powerful, profound effect on my nervous system. It's called co-regulation. And so self-regulation and co-regulation and, and teaching people essentially how to become self-healers. It, it, that whole process feels so much like you're opening people to a larger field rather than this piece of isolation that is a mental chatter. And clearly <laughs> in our moment of COVID, in our time of a world trying to wrestle with it, a trauma, as I would mm. say. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with our own healing story? Yeah. As a world. And are we, how, your last point of coming together as a community seems to be a real impetus of this virus. Um, mm-hmm. This way of it going in the lungs, bringing you into complete paranoia of isolating and being on the back. And then all of a sudden people say, no, you stretch up, you make communication with human beings and there's community that's healing. Now, not everyone is having that outcome and and it's tragic, but could you speak a little bit about how you see this moment of a global health crisis and coming Mm. into your own method of healing? Totally. Totally. Well, I was in Thailand uh, like a month and a half ago, and I was on a uh, at a at an event at a seminar. Uh, you know, I, I take a lot of courses, and the world that I returned back to was completely different than the world that I left. So here I am. I'm in 
I have to, you know, put it myself into self-isolation. I have a pregnant fiance at home uh, with, you know, I have a baby on the way. And I know that the unconscious mind is developed right at conception. So every single, I mean, if you, you got to think when you were in utero, all of the stories, all of the stresses that mom and dad were going through at the time are downloaded onto you. So if you didn't have an invitation to exist, if your mom didn't know if dad was going to be around and she was going to be on her own, that had has an impact. That stress gets downloaded. The same blood goes everywhere, right? So knowing that was a really big challenge for me because I knew that I had to step up and create a a space of love and safety for my family, right? But I had to do that from a distance. And so then I started, when I was in in kind of isolation, I thought, wow, this is a a global pandemic because what happens during crisis, people, people come to me during crisis. So I see it all the time, relationship crisis, career crisis, identity crisis, they come to me in that. And now I'm in a situation where the entire planet is going through a crisis. Is a change, is like we now are forced in a situation where we cannot but we cannot change, right? And so it's bringing up all of our primitive traumas, right? So it's a we're battling a war with a with a um, like I mean, look at the nervous system. We're battling a war with an enemy, which a we can't fight. So is the fight or flight or freeze in the nervous system? So we can't fight that. We can't fight this. Like we're all isolation, right? So I can't fight this. I can't fight this virus. I can't fight what the government is telling me to do, right? That's not going to help me, and I can't do it. I can't flight. I can't run. I can't travel anywhere. I'm basically in the third place, which now we are in the midst, and this is my prediction, of the next wave of the next global pandemic that's following this one. After the, Long after the virus is gone, we are facing a mental health pandemic. Because the collective nervous systems are all in a state of freeze, immobility. I don't know what to do. Playing dead. And playing dead is a very wise and intelligent adaptation our nervous systems do when we are overstimulated and overwhelmed with with an adversary we can't kind of fight. Uh, Because if I play dead in nature... um, and I leave my body and the tiger is eating me, I won't feel the pain. So that's very intelligent. So that dissociation is very intelligent. Uh, Or if I play dead, maybe the tiger will run away. So this freeze state that we're now facing, a dissociative global pandemic of dissociation, is now, um, this is what humanity is facing. And so I decided that I was going to create a... um, Facebook group, a free Facebook group called Trigger Proof, which teaches people nervous system fundamentals. Every single day I do a training that gives nervous system fundamentals to help people get themselves back into from an alarm state of lack of, you know, safety to a safe place because safety and security can only happen to us when we are, number one, response able. There's no such thing. There's an like safety doesn't actually. We never really were safe. There's an, it's an illusion of safety and security. Security and safety only come from two things. Number one, our ability to respond, response ability instead of reactivity. 
right now everybody's becoming reactive. So there's no safety. They don't feel safe. Oh my God, I got to go buy all the toilet paper. I got to stock up. Like, like stay away from everybody. Everything's a threat. We're not safe. We're walking around in this lack of safety because we're reactive. We haven't yet learned the tools of creating self-safety, of self-soothing. So you do that. Security is created by response ability, ability to respond. And number two, choosing in the moment based out of love rather than fear. If you look back on all of your entire life, the choices that you made that were based out of love, you've never regretted. But the choices that you've made that were based out of fear, you've always looked back and gone, oh, God, I was an idiot. I shouldn't have done that, right? The people that you dated, that was choices not based out of love but out of fear, the investments that you made based out of fear, like all of those things were regrets, right? And so as we navigate through this unknown pandemic, the ones that are firmly grounded with the tools who've done their inner work to heal their past traumas are now deeply rooted like trees with deep roots. And as the storm is passing, they're able to withstand it. But those without the roots are falling. And our work then becomes all about um, healing ourselves so that we can become response-able and in moments of uncertainty, coming up with choices that are based out of love. So now I've been able to pivot my business. <clears throat> I used to have events that are, you know, like you come to a three-day event and I we do a series of nervous system regulation. We go from breath work to cognitive work, body-based and somatic-based. And I was like, oh crap, I have to cancel all of these things. I really wanted to go play victim and say, poor me and all that. But I sat down and I kind of did the work and I realized that this is a an amazing opportunity to take what I normally do live and start creating a forum where I can expose this to others who need it the most and kind of lower my entry fees to have it be more accessible to most people because normally it would be, uh, you know, people who are well-to-do because I have a small, you know, small business. So the, the clients that we take on or more of the higher, higher level kind of VIP type of, uh, level. And so I was able to now create online trainings to help people regulate their nervous systems from a virtual model. And it's been working so well. Uh, parents are coming in and they're noticing that they're able to self-regulate and then help their children rather than, because your children are literally watching you. They are watching how you are handling this adversity. And so your number one priority is to learn how to put that oxygen mask on first. And that's what I love teaching. It's so beautiful. Today we were driving three kids under four in the backseat with my wife. And I have my son for, say to me, what's a nerve? And here you and I are talking about nerves, which I imagine he says because he sees us not knowing exactly what you're talking about to integrate. And there seems to be, wow. even in that moment of realization, there is a freedom, right, Nima? I mean, I'm now free because I'm saying you're right. Let's look at this and let's be honest about how we're mirroring 
those nerves inside of us, just reflective wise. And, yeah. and that to me seems to be really what you get into is this sense of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Authenticity, it seems, and I know, and I believe, and I've given my life to this is telling the truth. And if I can tell the truth that isn't making me feel anxious or that is the lie of myself, there might be a lot of lying that happens in this moment of a global health crisis too. Totally. Because it's not okay. It's not okay. I have to re-engage in the nerve, which is my life force and the energy of my being. How would you approach some of this uh, just brokenness of ourselves? I mean, yeah. not just lying to ourselves, but to yeah. say, this is who I am now. I, I'm not going to be that. We're not going to be the same. There's a brokenness here. Yeah. Well, you just, you just touched upon something really important. Um, I, I made a discovery years ago that had me leave my full-time chiropractic practice. And that discovery was, it was like this thing that came to me in a meditation and it was like this Eureka when I was looking at myself dealing with so much anxiety, how do I handle this anxiety? And I realized that anxiety is a distraction for a lie. Hmm. Anxiety is caused by a contradiction of who I am versus who I'm um, kind of pretending to be. And when I discovered that the first, the first, this fracture, this fragmentation fracture that happens between your authentic self happens at a very young age. When we are, when we're born, if a turtle is, is born, when a turtle is born, uh, that a turtle lays its eggs and then says, see you later, I'm gone. And the turtle, it kind of cracks open and He's self-sufficient, and they're 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 out to fend for themselves. Human beings are the exact opposite. The only way we're able to survive is if we have is through the attachment in our primary caregivers. And so, growing up, if we had parents that were highly reactive to our authentic selves, like "Don't cry," or you know, or, or when you had big feelings and you shouldn't feel that way, or why did you do that? All of a sudden, the child has a trauma because they have this sensation that who they are in their being is not okay, is not worthy of love. So that's the first, and in that moment where they have to choose their authenticity versus their attachment. What do you think they're going to choose? Attachment. Attachment. So that's the first time we learn to abandon ourselves and lie about who we are. And depending on the attunement of the parent and their ability to regulate themselves and their reactivity, even in eye contact, even in facial expression, even in vocal tone, if me as a child feels unsafe to express myself, then I'm going to lie for the purpose, unconsciously, for the purpose of my survival. And doing this again and again throughout childhood, then in teenage years, we then do the same thing in social settings. We say, who do I have to be in order to receive love? So we, we learn, we're conditioned to betray and abandon ourselves. And this is the first primitive lie, which is I'm not lovable for who I am. And it starts from childhood trauma. And trauma isn't necessarily physical or emotional or sexual abuse. Trauma can, can be when the reality of a child is not validated. When the reality is not validated. 
Good right. And so what happens is then we hit our 20s and 30s and 40s, and then we get into unconscious relationships and divorce and emotional breakdown and toxic relationships. And then we go, well, I don't even know who I am anymore because I'm so used to having to put on a mask and pretend to be someone else because who I am and be right because who I am in my core being is not lovable. And that's anxiety. And so healing anxiety is all about returning back to the part of you that you've abandoned, reconnecting with that part and not just cognitively, because most of these traumas happen when you were pre-verbal. <laughs> most of this happened between the ages of like from conception to the age of eight. So sitting there talking about it through a, with a therapist or a counselor, it, it's helpful, but it doesn't, it doesn't resolve the underlying trigger and the feeling of a lack of safety in your body. Your triggers expose in your arguments with, your, with, with, with relating with others, expose all of those unhealed wounds. That's what the gift, the triggers are information. And so um, in order to heal, we must return back and reconnect and come back home to ourselves. And this is the journey, the hero's journey uh, that we all uh, are, are set to, to, to play on, to play out in our story. And, and it, this is the healing story that we all are responsible for. And that's exactly why I founded this. Exactly. Which is perfect. Aren't we we in a moment and I'm watching even these Facebook mom groups and and the struggles that we're all having with kids inside the house. And this is a moment to just say, could we pause, but then to be conscious and and to fill ourselves with just that sense of this could be um, a great awakening. Totally. It is a great awakening. It, it must be. I just, I'm, I'm about to do next week on Wednesday night, I'm about to do my uh, course for, for parents because this is, I'm asking my clients, what, what are you troubled? What do you need the most? And they're like, oh my God, it's just so tough to be at home with my kids. What's happening is all of your incongruencies, all of your contradictions, they're now in your face. They're now you can't hide from them anymore. It's it's like we're all on a big timeout. <laughs> it's like go to your room. Universe is saying go to your room, right? And it's like you're now sitting. You can't distract yourself, and everything you've been distracting from is in your face. So your disconnected child and that disconnected relationship is now showing up. And so this was a big problem. So I'm create. I've created this uh, training, a three hour training called How to Connect to a Disconnected Child. And it's not about parenting. It's not about what to say to a kid. It's about to observe when you're seeing these triggers with your children, what's actually coming up for you. They are literally holding a mirror of parts of you, usually around the same age as them, that you haven't yet loved. And they are designed to bring up everything that you haven't yet loved on your own story, your own healing story. Let me give you an example. I had a mom uh, come in frantically freaking out. She goes, oh my God, oh my God, Liam's being bullied at school. He's being bullied at school. Uh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, were you bullied at school at the age of 11? She's like, totally. I'm like, and you haven't healed from that, have you? Nope. Well, your son's presenting you a gift. And you want to help fix him, but what he's actually doing is helping you heal yourself, and you won't be able to help him at all. You can't lead him where you haven't been. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so he's here to teach you just as much as you're here to teach him. And this is your work. And so I, I, I'm working with super moms, super dads who are wanting to take that on and say, you know what, I'm going to use whatever's coming up with my kids. Instead of trying to fix it for them, I'm going to just take a pause and go inside and see what's coming up for me and my story, my healing story. They're exposing an unhealed part of my story right now. And I want to help them, which I want to help them, but authentically help them. So what that means is I'm going to stop trying to fix and I'm just going to go inside and see what comes up for me so that I can then, who I become on the other side will then be their healer. Mm -hmm. And you're in the present moment, aren't you? 100%. It's one of the great gifts that I feel you're bringing to this world and our consciousness is helping us to be present. Whatever it is that's going to come up, to not judge it, to not make it shameful, but to rather say, I own this, it, it, it is where I am, I can't take it away. And in this freeze moment, as you've described, to feel it. To feel it. it. It's, it's really easy the right now. The ego will hate this. Yeah, the ego it's really will hate this. I'm a lot of stuff right now. I, I'm, I'm thinking, how, are you eating things? Are you reading things? Just to, as we finish up, what are you eating? What are you reading? How are you staying present? <laughs> well, I just, uh, I was a little late for our call because my partner and I, we went hiking up the mountain. There's yeah. a beautiful mountain called Mount Douglas here in, in Victoria. It's gorgeous. You can see it on my Insta story. I just did it today. Um, and I went to the top and I'm just training for that. And um, I'm eating a night, like, what am I eating? I, I'm uh, consciously aware of my tendency to want to stuff my feelings with uh, sugar and uh, carbs and everything. And so what I've actually done is made a goal to use this time to lose those 20 pounds that I've been kind of thinking about doing and why not now? And I'm confronting it. It's really uncomfortable. I'm actually doing the work. I'm actually facing it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh God, I really want that. And she's, she's pregnant. So she wants everything, right? Yeah. And I want to give her everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like maybe I should join in that. And so it's like, oh, it, it's, it, this is what I'm eating is as much greens, uh, smoothies, um, as possible. And I'm getting my, my body moving and I'm using this time to create content to answer people's challenges. I, I'm constantly monitoring my clients. What do you need right now? What do you need right now? And I'm pivoting and I'm able to provide them. This is like the perfect time. I've been teaching this message for the purpose of healing relationships and families because I believe the, 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 the marriage, the family is the fortress of well-being of society. And if we just, how can we f concern ourselves with the environment, with pollution, with our financial uh, crises, if we're, if our families are like completely in disarray, if we just focus on that first, now we have a foundation for solving all of the other humanity's problems. So I'm, I'm all about, uh, st I stand for healed families first. It's wonderful. I'm so grateful for you to take the time as you are in Vancouver and recognizing that you've really given us three A's. You've given us an alignment, you've given us a way to deal with an anxiety, and you've given us to figure out how to be authentic. And I, I, I see that as a report card uh, worth bringing home to that child, from that child to that parent. 
and, and being able to feel confident in that. So if people wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do that? I'm sure we're going to have people want to reach out to you. What's the best? Yeah, uh, I'll in the show notes, um, okay. my people have probably given you uh, my my website, drnima.com. I have all of my events, uh, drnima.com. There's a, a virtual workshop I'm giving to all of the anybody who's listening right now. Um, I'll give the link is there with a promo code for it's a free uh, workshop of how to become trigger proof the steps necessary for you to take to really um, learn how to regulate your nervous system change your past and then heal your relationship so that you can heal your mind body and then connect to purpose and and uh, um, really learn how to uh, Take whatever triggers you and turn it into deeper self-love and take whatever you're conflicted by and turn it into deeper intimacy. Um, that's a, a little workshop that I have for you. And uh, if people are wanting daily content, joining my f- free Facebook group called Trigger Proof, how to regulate during a crisis, uh, how to regulate your nervous system and stress during a crisis. So wonderful. join me there. I'm so grateful. And one of the things I've taught my kids, and I see that you do this too, is a message of of peace and hope. So thank you for that, Dr. Nima. It's been wonderful to be with you. Thanks for having me. Time heals all wounds. Join us for our next episode of Healing Stories.